0: See, see Luis, she's got two things to brag about. One, she's bragging about points, and two, she's bragging about how
1: she got rain. <laughs>
2: God! Yeah.
1: Welcome, Sacramento soccer fans, to the State of the Republic podcast. I'm your host, Luis, and in today's episode, we have quite a few things to talk about. First of all, Jared is going to tell us a little bit more about the two California Storm games in Arizona that... He was able to attend also we're going to talk about last saturday's game sac Republic against memphis and how that went down also fuego is back in a winning mood they got the win and we'll be talking a little bit more about the math because they actually have a chance to qualify to playoffs and again we'll talk about that here later on and sharon got the chance to attend the homeless world cup which is in sacramento so We'll be hearing more about her trip to that as well. So let's go ahead and introduce our co-host today. First, let's go over to the guy who braved the heat and, uh, you know, worse heat than what we had here for two days in a row. Not only that too, right? But public transportation and dealing with all that. And we'll be hearing more about it here shortly. Jared, how's it going, man? Welcome back. Just, uh, just, uh, breaking records and, uh, not in a good way, uh,
0: Today, at the time of recording on Monday, we have tied with 18 days with a high of at least 110 degrees, and we're going to be breaking that tomorrow. But uh, as long as the AC is working and there's uh, plenty of uh, hydration, you know, we're going to be good here. So just uh, waiting on uh, the next uh, action to happen as far as the game goes. Uh, But yeah, we're we're definitely going to be talking about the uh, the Storm's two matches this past weekend over in Mesa, Arizona. But uh, how? the game experience was how the match went through uh we'll get into it in in just a moment here Um but uh, let's go ahead and kick it over uh northwest of of, of us here in arizona up to el grove so sharon how how are you feeling today
2: hey everything is good listen it wasn't quite as hot today as it's been and we were joking online about how freaking hot it was and it was i think i said something that was face of the sun with with a sauna um you know all those things together that's how hot we've had it for these last few days and today it was nice. It was just, I think the high was 101 here in Elk Grove, which felt like a cooling trend. Um, yeah. It was like anything below 105, I'm good. You know, I'd rather be below 100, but um, I'm actually doing pretty good. I'm feeling pretty spunky today. So we'll talk about all kinds of stuff here soon, including the Homeless World Cup, which was also held on days where it was face with the sun in a sauna. Louise, how you doing?
1: I'm doing good, although weekend-wise, in terms of soccer, it could have been a little bit better. But luckily, oh, yeah. Fuego got the win. Uh, it's been a little rough for me for Cruz Azul, as uh, all of the Liga MX uh, fans know. Uh, we haven't won a game, and uh, we've had three games already in the season. But luckily, League's Cup is actually coming at uh, the end of the week. And we are the first team to play against Inter-Miami, who just introduced Messi. And, uh, and it's actually kind of funny, because actually the two worst teams... In both the US and Mexico playing, because both teams are in last place. <laughs> so uh it's gonna be quite the match uh on Friday for us to witness there. If anyone wants to watch it, it'll be at 5 p.m. But other than that, I mean hoping things get better. Sac Republic's also been they, they've been visiting men's warehouse once again, <laughs> but hopefully things things get turned around. But um Hey, yeah. are you
2: happy that uh Mexico won the gold cup?
1: Yeah, although you know what, I think with Gold Cup, it's almost expected for Mexico to win. I know U.S. won a few of them before, right? But it, yeah. it's like, all right, they won it. All right, that's now win a game in the World Cup. That's what I want to see.
2: <laughs> that's the real <laughs> test
1: right here. Uh, so you know, they just they did what they had to do. But it was actually a pretty good game. I gotta say, back and forth, it could have gone to extra time, and that's all I asked for for any final game. Have it be a game like that. Even if Mexico's in the final, I want to see an even final and not a final where one team wins like 3-0, 4-0, right? And it just goes to show that the level of the countries in our area is growing. And that's always neat to see, right? The Central American countries and the Caribbean countries as well, making it pretty far is uh, always a good sign. So, but before we go to you, Jared, so we hear more about uh, your adventure watching both of the Storm games. Let's go ahead and go to you, Sharon, for a gloss of gratitude.
2: Hey, thank you, Louise. And now one of my favorite segments, Golazas of gratitude, where each of our hosts takes a minute to reflect and express gratitude to people, situations, or events that have touched them. Anyhow, let's go. Let's hear some glosses of gratitude. And so my first Galazo of gratitude, since I typically go first, Um, I just want to thank you guys and the State of the Republic podcast for all the connections that we have been able to make individually and with each other. Because I I sat back over the weekend and I thought about when we went to Orlando and we deepened some friendships with people that we had met through the podcast. It was just pretty fabulous. And through our chat group, it was just terrific. You know, Tina and I went to an event together yesterday yesterday. Uh, there's some other events coming up that I'm going to be going to with people that I've either met through the podcast or through soccer but in particular you know I just I, there's still people I, Nick Nick came up to me and says, hey I, did, I miss giving you a sticker or I miss getting a, a sticker from you from your podcast and I'm like oh okay so Nick came and he met John and then I saw Tyler and it was like squirrels so I had to go see Tyler but I was just really happy to see Nick and give him two stickers. I think I gave him two stickers. It was excellent. Um, But, you know, if it wasn't for this podcast, I wouldn't really know Tina. I wouldn't have gotten to know Tina. And she is just like golden. She's a jewel. And then John, I got to give him a shout out. He brought tomatoes to the match. You guys saw that post. He brought tomatoes to the match, kept him on ice. And I was able to bring home all these beautiful tomatoes Saturday night. It's little things like that that are just absolutely wonderful. And then I know we're going to talk about the Homeless World Cup, but Street Soccer uh, Sacramento, Street Soccer USA Sacramento, I've got to give a huge shout out to um, Tiffany and Lisa. They just, they nailed it. They knocked it out of the park. And Cassandra, uh, there was a whole host of folks, Erica York. there was a whole core group of women and men that just, on this incredible event a once in a you know lifetime chance for sacramento to shine and shine it did we'll talk a little bit more about the home World cup in a bit not much but just some all right jared what about you glazes of gratitude
0: well first of all i want to give a glazes of gratitude to the uber drivers that had uh, transported me from between winco in mesa to legacy sports and and back uh with where that, the complex is located, it's outside of uh, Valley Metro Transit. So thank you very much to, to those drivers that were able to get it to where I could actually attend the matches. Get, get, and, of course, stay sheltered from the 115-plus uh, degree heat that's been going around. And, in fact, this past uh, Saturday, we hit 118, breaking a record. Uh, I also want to give a glass of gratitude to uh, Coach uh, uh, Jamie, who I finally got, got to, uh, meet up with on, on Sunday post-match. Uh, and she was gracious enough to, to gift me a flag. So I'm going to have to put that up somewhere and who knows, maybe next year, you know, take it to it, to a home game or another playoff game, wherever that, that goes. And also to, uh, the WPSL for, for choosing Arizona as the, uh, Western semifinal and Western final host, uh, uh basically choosing SC Del Sol, who the Storm ended up playing on Sunday. We'll get into that in a little bit. And you know, a gratitude to uh, Sharon and Luis, you know, for, you know, doing, you know, doing, you know, what they do week in, week out, getting, you know, bringing the Central Valley soccer world to the world. And just, uh, just like Sharon said as well, I mean, with all these connections that we're making with the podcast, both, during the season off season, locally, uh, nationally, internationally. I mean, I, you know, it's, it's just, it's just amazing, you know, how we're all just getting together, talking about uh, a couple of co- common things. And it's just making, making our, our world flourish. So I uh, appreciate to all, all y'all and to all our listeners, of course. So it's just, just the ones that I've got on the top of my brain uh, for right now, Luis, what about you?
1: So, for me, my first loan goes out to Sharon for actually uh, loaning me her ESPN Plus account. (laughs) It's always really great to be able to watch the game in uh, high quality because if I I try to watch it through Fox 40, quality is not that good unless I watch it on my laptop or something, but it's much better to watch it on TV (laughs) uh, versus uh, on there. Unless I'm traveling, then I have no other option. Also, go lots of gratitude to all the fans who attended the match. It was super hot. I think it was hotter than. What two weeks ago right against san antonio so much harder than that so shout out to all them who went and there's a lot of people in the stands and i noticed on the opposite end where the sun hits more people started coming in after (laughs) there's more shade right so uh you know good on them for doing that because i always feel bad for everyone on that side because you have to face the sun so luckily i think it was until like the 14th minute 15th when the sun wasn't hitting anymore so Good that games start at eight now. That's the reason why games start a little bit later. So shout out to a team for making sure games uh, start at eight now. And then one more goes out to you, Jared, for braving the heat—not just one day, but two days—to watch the storm and to you know support them there. I'm sure they greatly appreciate that as well. We know that it's never easy for a team having to travel out of state to have fans there, let alone right given the circumstances with the weather and all that. So. Really great that you were out there, and I'm glad you got the flag, and that uh, you know they were able to hear you. I'm sure you were shouting throughout the match and all that, so you know they they saw you there. And you know it doesn't matter if you have one person or you have a hundred people. If you have someone out there supporting you, that's all the motivation you need, in my opinion. If I was a player, I'd be happy seeing one or seeing a hundred because you know there is someone out there still supporting you, and it, it truly makes a big difference. And we were talking about it here. Was it last week? I think right that the players need that and it helps them perform better on the pitch. So, again, shout out to you for being there.
2: Those are really good glosses of gratitude, you guys. So thanks. Thanks for uh, chiming in. And uh, I know we're going to get to it later in the, the segment. But, you know, the podcast, when I just say that just whatever the thing that we do this contest. But, you know, I just kind of there's a little glow Yeah. So... <laughs>
1: We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Luckily that's not till the end of the show, but.
2: Yeah. You You guys stick around to the end of the show so I can like totally, you know, rub it in a little bit just for now, but paybacks are, you know what? So I'm sure that when (laughs) Luis advances in points and and gets beyond me, he'll do the same thing, but I'll tell you what, it feels pretty damn good.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I can imagine.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, you can't imagine. Not this year.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, not this year as much. Yeah, no,
2: no. Jared and I are feeling pretty ducky.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, but before we get to that again, that'll be much later on in the podcast.
2: <laughs> He's gonna try to hold off on that.
1: Yeah, I have it here in my like browser tabs, but I have it towards the end too. So I don't even, I don't even, I didn't even want to see it, but it's right there still staring at me. But oh,
2: we can't see your screen, so I want to see that it's actually up. And ready to go when the time comes. I want to, you know, share your screen a little bit here, dude. So just so you listeners know, Luis does all that. He's the wizard behind the curtain thing for Wizard of Oz for all of us. And so he, he loads everything that we need to talk about. He loads it up. So that's the praise of Luis for, for now. But there's this thing happening, you know, our little contest. But we won't talk about that. We need to get into uh, what we brought Jared in He was just about ready to get going on
0: something, but I derailed it. Sorry, but I couldn't help myself. Uh, No worries on that. All right. So, yeah, this uh, past weekend, the uh, WPSL had their Western uh, regional uh, semifinal and final in uh, Legacy Sports in Mesa, Arizona, out in the East Valley. Uh, With where it's located, uh, like I mentioned before, it's a bit of a distance away from public transit. So it did take a little bit longer to get out there, but... You know, it was, it was totally worth it, though. Uh, I ended up having to be out the door in Avondale, out in the West Valley, by about 4, 10 a.m. in order to connect to one bus. And then from there to light rail, and then light rail almost to the end of the system in Mesa, and then catch another bus, and then end up getting off by uh, Winco. But... That was actually a pretty good design because at least this way it made sure that I hydrated before and maybe get a little something to eat beforehand before uh, catching the Uber to Legacy Sports. Uh, Basically, Legacy Sports is is a huge sports complex that opened last year. Originally, it was called Bell Bank Park, Uh, but the complex owners have experienced some uh, money issues, so Bell Bank Park ended up pulling out of the naming rights but the park is still there still operates it's a nice little place though you've got about 15 or so soccer fields you've got some softball and baseball fields you have a couple of uh, field houses with uh, like restaurants uh activities they have a zip line so just kind of to give you an, an idea and getting in you know once you get past the field house you have a little box office five bucks to get in to, to see the storming. I mean, you you can't buy a soda or a hot dog or anything like that for that much at hard uh, health park or some of the other parks around. So definitely a great value uh, getting in on Saturday. Uh, it was on field three, which each individual field has their own uh, TV board. And we were able to sit in the bleachers that set under, underneath the shadow of that TV board. So that gave some relief for Saturday and, seeing as how the storm took the field, I mean, it was definitely a great matchup between the storm and the uh, West side metros, uh, West Definitely uh, took it to the storm. They've had some opportunities to score. Uh, one of which, uh, you just heard the clang off the goalposts. You could probably hear it almost uh, Apache junction, how, how loud that was, but ultimately the storm were able to somehow just knock a goal in and that just propelled the storm for the rest of the match. And once the match was over, uh, those of us that were in the bleachers, you know, just, you know, yelled at cannon, Hooray, everything like, everything like that. Um, I actually got a chance to uh, meet up with uh, Chris, um, who a lot of us remember from the days of uh, Reno and and, and other places. Of course, now he's uh, working with the storm. I I kept on telling him, like, and that, that. Brahms ice cream from Oklahoma is getting closer and closer every day (laughs) because I had told them about that chain of uh, ice cream and dairies uh, when they went to Oklahoma last year and ended up bringing home the title. And as far as Sunday goes, once again, thankfully, I was able to to get the usual transit uh, going. So Sunday, I changed things up a little bit. Got a couple brunch burgers and uh, body armor drinks for Circle K. Was actually able to get one of those drinks in with my backpack. They had us in Stadium Two, which was actually had multiple uh, bleachers. Unfortunately, none of them in the shade. So yeah, a f- almost a full ninety plus minutes in the sun. So that's that's going to outline how it went. Uh, but as far as SC Del Sol who are not only the host, but were also uh, the Storm's opponents on Sunday's Western Final. Uh, there was one goal that, that SC Del Sol let out. It was a golazo. There was, unfortunately, not really much the, uh, Storm could do against that goal. Uh, Storm f- fought hard. They tried to march a comeback. They had opportunities as well. Just. Some of them came close. A couple actually went over the fence and outside of the complex area, Yeah, but they had a couple of shots that were on target as well. Unfortunately, ended up one nil uh, SC Del Sol. So they're going to Oklahoma and the storm are going to be working towards uh, opening 2024, uh, whether it be uh, recruitment, uh, keeping, uh, keeping the players on and whatnot. But uh, still, I mean, it was a great season that uh, the Storm had, not only in the USLW, but also in the WPSL uh, as well. So definitely nothing to ha- hang heads over. Great season for both squads. And as I mentioned earlier, I actually got to meet up with uh, Coach Jamie uh, after the match. Uh, so we, we discussed you know, how the match went, uh, the season. She says that, that that this squad for this year has been one of the best that she's coached so far. So that's... Definitely high praise, and we mentioned the, that apparently for the Western Regionals that they rotate er, er, every couple of years or so. So more than likely, there's a chance that they'll be coming back to Arizona, maybe another four years or so. But we both agreed that next time we meet, we meet up, it's going to have to be either in California or somewhere where it's not 118 degrees or so. But uh, great experience. I mean, it was definitely worth the travel. And decided that after the match, uh, once it was time to catch the Uber back into civilization, more or less, decided to stop by one of the food carts and get a couple of Spam Musubis uh, for, for the way home. Excellent. Four dollars. Pretty good size on them. But uh, yeah, I mean that, that worked out excellently. And of course, anytime I go by uh, Mesa, which is more or less the Asian district of Maricopa County, I had to go by H Mart's and uh Mekong Plaza. Now anyone that comes to Maricopa County if if they love Asian food or snacks anything like that, hit me up and and we'll both go to H-Mart. I'm um, I'll put it this way um H-Mart which uh is actually opening up in Sacramento fairly soon, they have a food hall and this food hall actually has several l- little uh, shops inside, one of which has korean fried chicken nachos so yeah it's definitely keep me out of there as, as well as some uh, energy drinks in fact i picked one up and i'm not sure if the camera is picking up or, or not it's called sting it's red ginseng and it is from the makers of pepsi and it is from vietnam technically so basically all of these drinks all these foods I got to thank the storm for giving me the opportunity to go out there and ultimately swing by those places on on the way out. So I'm definitely looking forward to 2024 and hopefully catching a a home match, whether it be with the storm cargo or Academica, I need to do it sometime soon hopefully this coming season. So be great. Looking forward to to seeing as many teams as I can out there.
1: Well, thanks for sharing the adventure and, uh, I think next time I'm in Arizona, we need to go to that place, too. <laughs> that, that place sounds uh, really cool.
0: Yeah, definitely. uh hit up a hot pot or even if it's just uh, going to some of the uh, little uh, food uh, joints inside of a Mekong Plaza or H Mart, we definitely got to.
2: Jared, yeah, that was yeah. fun. What an adventure you had. And thank goodness you didn't fry, even though you probably felt like you were frying.
0: Well, that's why I'm glad there was a Winco on, on the way out uh, on the way out there, so I can uh, bundle up on the electrolytes or uh, body armors, anything to stay hydrated.
2: Yeah, I think even your beard is sunburned. Probably. <laughs> I think so. I think <laughs> it's a little bit blonder than I remember it being. You got a you got it scorched a little bit, dude. Anyhow, great recap on on that event, and I think now we get to share a little bit of the. You know, the, there were, I don't even want to say it. My ex-husband had a phrase for a tie, but it's not appropriate. So we'll just move on. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> you could tell us all fair too. Like you did uh, I, uh, one I, other I time and uh, we'll hear it. Sorry, everyone, but we, we try to be a family friendly show here. Right. So, <laughs> And I can't beep that. i would really, be beeping everything Sharon is about to say. <laughs> yes, you would. Uh, yeah. Let's go ahead and talk about this match. And I, I have, quite a few thoughts on it because i was quite quite annoyed at what i was seeing on the pitch this is my my thoughts is that we were playing at home but it seemed like we were playing away and the guys seemed like they had played on wednesday right when the right team who had played on wednesday was memphis in oakland and they actually tied 1-1 right kind of breaking their two game like terrible streak that they had with 10 goals against there and uh, managing to you know leave oakland with the tie but It seemed that the guys were tired most of the match, and I don't know what was going on. I have to say, I mean, Russell, who ends up scoring the goal, is the guy who actually was making a lot of runs. You could tell, uh, I don't know if you noticed this too, Jared, there were times where it looked like Russell was a little disappointed at everyone else, right? Like, hey, I'm over here running, I'm over here trying to finish the plays, and y'all aren't, like, following through, and I don't know what was going on. Well, let's remember, I mean, how hot it was. I mean, granted it wasn't Mesa hot, but for, but for
0: Sacramento, I mean, it's, it, it was up there. I mean, it, it, this, this heat, this, this major heat will affect people differently. And I did see where it didn't seem like we were sluggish per se, but not moving as quickly as, as has been, but I'm definitely saying say the heat is uh, impacting this past match. I mean, Memphis. They're used to the mugginess and everything like that. But, you know, we've got players that both have been in Sacramento for a while and some that are still acclimating. So, I mean, it's, it's definitely a, a rough deal. I mean, ha- you want to go out there to give 110%, but when it's 110 degrees, that makes things a little bit difficult for everybody.
1: Yeah, no, I think what really annoyed me was that Memphis, it seemed like they didn't hit him at all, right? And, and the guys that just played on Wednesday, and I'm like, how are they playing as if, like, these guys hadn't played? <laughs> Like You know, as if they've gone the full week off and it's been a while. And I I think in looking at all the teams that have traveled to Sacramento, I think Memphis has been the best team, in my opinion, out of all the squads. I mean, they certainly gave us game and I really think they should have taken the three points. I mean, yeah, we get the tie at the end, but Memphis deserved the win based on how they were playing and based on how we were playing. This this park was air conditioned
0: and air cooled for Memphis in comparison to AutoZone Park because once mm-hmm. again humidity humidity plays a big role in it.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Do you, would you rather uh, drink your air or have <laughs> your lungs scalded? I don't know. You know, one or the other. But so remember there was another team that did beat us um well at our own home field and it was a team that I always say I'm scared of them even though um you know, we've seen them go up and down and that's Monterey Bay when uh, Frankie Allop took a wallop to the (laughs) Republic. But um, yeah, Memphis, it's interesting. They must've just had a different uh, pregame. I mean, it's almost like they were a lot more focused. I don't know if you know, when the players have to make a lot of appearances during the week and I know it was Nick and, and I'm trying to remember who else made um, appearances at the Homeless World Cup. But sometimes we, you know, and then there's the kit reveal coming up and maybe by the time everybody listens to us, we'll already have the third kit reveal going on. But I, I just wonder, I, I often wonder what, where's the, where's the communication cohesiveness on a hot day, you know, like I know Mark was asking the guys to focus. I know he was asking them to shift with the ball. I I know he noticed that there was ball watching going on um, in some cases versus movement. Um, and that's what we really miss Luis Felipe. Matt Lagrasse did a great job, you know, tracking things down and trying to interrupt play. And I think Arnold did a really good job as well. But at the end of the day, you know, it's like there's a few little pieces missing in our group. And in our section, we were talking about nothing against Shane, nothing against Jared, Timmer. But we felt and, and Faraday nothing against them. But there was something that Jack gives us that's very different. Now, Faraday ran his butt off. And we know that all the way to the 90th minute. I mean, he did heavy lifting the whole entire time. I thought it was interesting that uh Jared Timmer was on the bench and came in as a sub. Um, And, you know, it's just it was it was interesting. Shane got to play on the right hand side, which is the side that he likes. But in talking with him, you know, just briefly afterwards, just like, hey, you got to play on the right side. How much of an adjustment did you have to make? And he goes, I had he had to think about it because he's been so used to this season playing left side that to come back to play for on his favorite side of the field was he had to think and i get it cuz i've played both left back and right back in a 442 system which is on um, which is a little different than this but you still get to go up and down the field and fill in and that sort of thing so it it is it, it is it does take some some thought but playing luther up top is kind of like the the point that was interesting cuz i think they were expecting him to break Whereas we had um, Russell playing a little bit of a a withdrawn striker, I guess uh, we call that the nine. I don't care what you call it, but, you know, Russell was doing a lot of play setting up. So he really was running an awful lot and then to see him score in the waning minutes of, of the match with energy. It's like, where did he find all that, you know, and where was everybody else in matching his energy? I think you had already mentioned that. So, Um, to come away with a draw at home feels awkward, but I know that coach is gonna, you know, I think they had some afterthoughts about the match that I haven't listened to yet. And I'm curious to hear what it, what everybody's saying, you know, and, and I'd like to hear how Danny feels about how his defense and how the situation unfolded when they scored against us, um, But at the end of the day, we did not lose. So that was critical to not lose.
1: Now, you just mentioned that Luther, Sharon, and I'm curious to hear both of your guys' thoughts because, you know, he's a great player, all that. But in my opinion, he's a guy who should be substituted right into the match. That's when he performs at best. As a starter, I just don't think he's right there. I don't think he's one of of those players that he's going to give you... uh, better performance if he's subbed in but I get it right we have the circumstances now with uh, all the injuries and all that but yeah he's just not the guy to start matches well what do you guys think
2: well it depends and I know Jared's gonna have some thoughts about that because we've seen him start in the past and do well so I don't know if it's a thing of repetition makes you better you know and 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 that Jared what do you think I mean
0: he's he's good as a starter uh, but uh, he he definitely adds more, uh, added punch as, as a substitute. I mean, cause we've seen times where he started, you know, he does good, you know, goes full 90 minutes or as much as possible, uh, versus when he's subbing on, when we've got tired legs. I mean, he provides that additional, uh, high octane spark that the club needs in the 70th minute, 80th minute or so. I mean, he just gets in there. Yeah. You know, eyeball eyeballs, where the ball's at. Knows where, where he has to set up. And once he sees an opportunity, uh, which uh, you know, there's still the uh what I call the quote unquote Kylie Minogue goal, but uh he just goes in there, hits the breakaway like he's playing NHL 94 and just knocks it in. So I'm kind of in the same boat as Luis is. I mean, he's he's good as a starter, but he is excellent as a sub to have for that extra power. Uh, so what about you, Sharon? Here's the deal.
2: Here's, here's sometimes what I think about players, especially young players. And, and you have 90 minutes to make a difference. Two 45-minute halves. And you better, well, run your freaking ass off. And if you get tired in 45 minutes, there'll be somebody who can sub on for you. Some guys, when they know they have to play 90, subconsciously they conserve their stuff thinking that they have to last 90. But if we're so conditioned as a squad... That shouldn't enter into your head. So ball watching and lack of focus has to go out the window and focus and movement has to step in. And I think I remember hearing Mark encouraging Luther to move. Um, you know, there's there's got to be better movement off the ball so that he's anticipating some of the passes that could happen in the runs. And he did a few times. Remember, there were some breakaway runs. There were times where the ball was flighted across, you know, from a different side of the pitch so that Luther could run onto it. But it just, it wasn't 100% clicking like it is towards the end of the game when he gets subbed in for the final 25 minutes, because at that point in time, the opposition is more tired in the defense and Luther can do the pouncing a whole lot easier because he's only going to play 25 minutes. So he goes balls to the wall for those 25 minutes. That's what we want to have him do ninety minutes when he's a starter. Even though there were some subbing, you know, he ended up getting subbed out. But at the end of the day, you're playing ninety, you're assigned ninety minutes. Go full. You know, you're expected to do certain things. and that's that's that that's kind of like my of two minds that a player can sometimes get into when they're asked to play a full ninety or they don't know if they're going to get subbed out. Versus coming on in 25 minutes, they don't have to worry about conservation, you know, conserving their energy, which they shouldn't. No mm-hmm. player should conserve energy. They should be so conditioned that they can go the 90. And yeah, we had the hydration breaks. Great, great. All that. Um, you know, one of the players that I saw go the full 90 full out in his position was Connor Donovan. I saw him making runs up the field, making runs back after set pieces, you know, when he was asked to come up for corners and all of that. That was a guy along with Faraday that I saw didn't really rest a whole lot and they didn't ball watch. They they Those guys tried to stay focused. But I'm curious to see what Memphis's goal looks like in replay because we didn't watch it the way we watch it here on the podcast. So if we want to go ahead and roll their goal, I would like to see that.
1: Yeah. So let's go ahead and see that goal again. Happen in the second half. It was the 49th minute. And I mean, it's a price dissolve, right? When you get scored on first, when you're playing at home, and especially so early on in the second half, you know, you have a lot of work to do um, in the upcoming minutes after that goal.
2: So it's interesting while Luis is uh, re- rewinding it. Once again, I thought it was an own goal, um, you know, because I saw that Connor was trying to close down the player that broke free. Um, And if you look, we've got players ball watching and not picking up the runner.
1: Yeah. I think what annoyed me the most was that they left them so much space, right? You have, I don't know, you have a lot of guys. You have a lot of guys. You have three guys that are right there. And yet the guy who starts the playoff, they just watch him. They just watch him as he makes the run, as they, you know, coordinate with each other. And they had a two
2: on. Yeah, Luis, they had a two on one situation and Connor was the one. Um, which sucks for him because he probably feels just horrible about it. You know, that it, we couldn't get the, we couldn't get the guys back and organized to pick up the the guy that just literally walked through our defense. As I used to say, they drove through our defense like, you know, with a Mack truck. It was that wide open. Yeah. It was, it was that wide open. Shane was slow getting back. Matt didn't pick him up and Faraday didn't, you know, uh, what is it? Pressure, cover, balance, cover, balance, cover.
1: Yeah, you're not supposed to let them have like four consecutive clean passes. Right. I mean, looking at it from Memphis side, this was a perfect goal, right? This was one of those like 100% team effort goals that, you know, for any team is amazing, right? Because you know that they have well communicated with each other. And it's just a shame that we see this goal. Happened to us right especially to a team that's in first place these things shouldn't be happening right these are things that yeah. you'd expect las vegas to go through right since they've had a, a really right. terrible season but uh yeah no ultimately it ends up being uh, a memphis goal not not so much an own goal because it ends up going right between danny uh, uh like right between his elbow when you look at, at a closer replay there and it was already <laughs> going in the direction of goals so it gets counted for. Uh,
2: and i i actually thought connor had touched it cuz he slid at the last minute and i thought he had touched it and and so that's what made me think it was an own goal and then people had to say no 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 it was you know it was a it was a clear shot so this was this was really rough you know we i feel bad for connor cuz he was left sitting holding the freaking bag and there were two guys on him there were two guys coming through and our guys didn't um they didn't pick it up It's just sad. And I know they're going to be reviewing this over and over and over. But at the end of the day, it happened. You know, we can't take it back. All we can do is learn. Learn from this going forward.
1: Yeah, for sure. Especially because, like I always say, if it would have been a stronger side, right? Think more of those uh, top teams, right? Like the Pittsburgh, like, uh, like a San Antonio, like El Paso, all that. We could have been losing by more, right? I mean, we got lucky it was Memphis, but even then, they played pretty good. <laughs> so just things to learn, but definitely things that we need to make sure we correct so that way, come playoff time, we're not dealing with this, right? If if we right. get playoffs, right? I mean, right. knock on wood. I can't knock even say wood. that because the standings are still so close that it's crazy, right? A first-place team throughout half a season could be kicked out in like a matter of like three or four weeks, be out of playoffs. That's,
2: so yeah. watching this game live, Luis, you're right. Um, but watching this game live as it went on, it felt more and more like a San-, San Antonio hack fest. And I'm wondering if the word is getting out that if you just pressure Sac Republic or you hack on them a little bit, they fold, you know, and and then we get mad and then we retaliate. And then we get the yellow cards and then we, you know, and it's just like all of these little things. And I'm wondering if that's the word that's out there on the street, you know, that you just hack them a little bit. And the referee really wasn't calling all these little ticky tack hacking fouls. And there was one one call. Oh, my goodness. The whole stadium erupted in ref. You suck. And it was it was towards the end. Um, of the match and everybody let loose i don't care if it was a child if it was somebody's grandma it was in unison and we were all hollering it and i think all the people that all the guests and <laughs> praise sacramento republic for inviting all the players from the homeless world cup to attend the match man our, our attendance swelled there were sections that were just packed with people and it was actually it was it was quite enjoyable but at the end of the day um we did make it back onto the scoreboard. We were losing hope. You know that thing I talk about in our podcast of how you feel the stadium get emotional, this mm-hmm. roller coaster of emotions of cheering and and sighing, and you know you just feel that emotional tension. It was another one of those freaking matches until mm-hmm. this happened. Let's talk about it.
1: Yeah, and you probably had people already leaving the stadium. Yep, I would not so be surprised.
2: Well, it's <laughs> so hot people left at halftime
1: oh come on people like you already braved the, <laughs> the okay. sun's not out anymore
2: <laughs> some some left at halftime. some people didn't even come but
1: whatever oh yeah i mean yeah that's some of us right here too <laughs> but <laughs> i will say
2: those who did come and the stands were pretty full for mm. the most part i am i appreciate everybody who showed up because it was I mean, it was miserable
1: oh <laughs> yeah yeah Yeah, for sure like I said earlier yeah kudos to all of you who who were out there uh, in the heat but yeah no it's a shame that you know that had to go on and I've experienced that too where you know there's just that tension where you don't know what's going to happen or you feel like come on guys get that goal but then you feel like I think that's just one of those matches where we're just not going to score at all (laughs) because that's just how uh, the game was lending itself now before we talk about the goal.
2: Talk about the goal, okay. Keep
1: going, whatever. I want to say this just because it happened, uh, you know, before the goal. Oh, I gotta say it again, too. Coach should have done the subs right after the goal was scored on us. Like, why did he wait so long (laughs) to do the subs? And yeah, he did three subs, which okay, that's good. You're losing. Do your three subs, right? Make sure you like do as many subs as possible. But I do think that they should have happened a little bit earlier because when Keiko got subbed in, you saw. A completely different game, right? And he's also involved in this goal. That's why I wanted to mention him before. But uh, he should have done the subs at least five minutes before he did him. Is what I gotta say. But I know that's what I said last year. I know that's my only thing with coach is that those late subs and they keep happening. But he's got his reasons, I'm sure. But just my opinion is, you get scored on at least do a sub, change something because clearly things weren't uh, working out right there. But talking about the goal happened in the 80th minute, and I was really happy to see that the guy who ends up scoring the goal, Russell, is the guy who starts the play, right? And how often do you see that happen where the guy who does that ends up scoring, and it's almost like good karma, right? Like, hey, you set your teammate up for maybe a potential goal. Well, here's the ball back to you, right? Because now you have a better opportunity than your teammate did, and here he sets Keiko up. Keiko, we know, again, he was fresh. He had just been subbed in. uh, like. 20-something minutes uh, before he gets open. He sees Russell make the run. And how many times have we seen Russell continue to play, right? Like, he passed the ball, and then he's like, well, let me be right here because I might be open to scoring a goal. And that's exactly what happened, right? He outruns the defender. He gets right there to the spot. He scores the goal. We get the tie. Thank you, Russell, because you've saved us quite a few times already this season. (laughs) What do you guys think?
2: It was bomb. It was the best feeling. It was so good. And the fact that it was Kecko doing the assist and that give and go. So Russell's one of the rare players that follows the ball, you know, whether it's a a shot on goal, whether it's a, he, he follows the shot and he follows the ball and, you know, he's just, he's, he's that dedicated. And even his teammates will sing the praise of him and how He's just so hungry for a goal. Now, we were talking in our chat about how badly Russell needed to score. That if anybody was going to score in this match, it had to be Russell. Because he's got the weight of the golden boot on his back right now. He's got the team on his back. He's got super high expectations of himself. And his team does, too. So this was like the ideal thing. Even though we wanted another goal, which is why we said refuse suck later on, because there was a, a play that happened after this one. Um, the, we could have been happy and we were happy for Russell and for the tie. We could have left them. We still wanted that one more. Um, and there was, there was a play that happened after, after this that it was just the referee was just horrible. It was a, a missed call. Anyhow, <sighs> here we uh, go. I was
1: just.
0: I was just so glad to see Russell get that goal I mean he like uh like you said Sharon he just wanted more he wanted to score and thankfully this opportunity with with how it was beautifully set up it got his account open again I mean the fact that Russell just charged in there uh, with the ball saw Kecko was open yeah you know, so sold, sold the candy did to, to get it over to Kecko. Keckko Gets gets it back to Russell at the most opportune time, and just knocks it in, saving us from from a zero point game. So that that was definitely icing on the cake. I mean, just that added Nutella on on, on the crepe there, and that'll definitely help with his uh, race to the golden boot, which he's still in contention for, uh, thankfully.
1: Yeah. Uh, he hadn't scored in quite a few games i think since may if i'm not mistaken i think that's what the broadcasters were saying and you know not only did he give us the tie but he also continues to be tied in goals there's a triple tie for the golden boot right between russell manuel arteaga from phoenix and albert dicua from pittsburgh riverhounds
2: so we just played them
1: yeah we just played him too so it's quite the race uh, below them there's a few with nine goals as well a few with eight so it's going to be quite the competition but hey you have that extra motivation of like not only are you helping your team out but you're also trying to get that golden boot and we know that he's hungry for that he wants it and we're all for it right like i think it's it's been quite some time since we've had a goal scorer that's candidate for a golden boot right sharon you might be able to refresh my mind with that yeah. but have we ever had a guy who's like legitly contested for that
2: um maybe I'm the first season cameron, cameron and wassa that one season um, i'm trying to remember which season it was i wonder if he was in contention I, i'm trying to remember if he was but no
1: one's won it right i feel like in the history of uh
2: no, sack, no one's
1: not with the Republic fc no no yeah so there is that you know and i'm so sure that maybe maybe golden glove as well we haven't had a goalkeeper win that, have we? So, no, no. no. Yeah. So, there, there's that added to the mix, too. So, hopefully, you know, both uh, Danny and um, Russell can get those two recognitions. But Danny, he needs a few more clean sheets, right? I think the clean sheet leader now has a nine, the Louisville City goalkeeper, but Danny has seven. So, two more, and you're tied. So, hopefully, he gets that. Them-
2: that all comes down to his his defense in front of him, you know doing the right thing had you know Connor not been caught with having two guys to mark, I think it would have we would have seen a, a clean sheet. So his his defenders, the whole team they the, okay, so when the squad gets interviewed, anybody who gets interviewed, they talk about the whole team playing defense and the whole team playing the attack even though they don't attack always, but they talk about team defending. Not just your back four, your back five, or whatever. So, um, but we got to get better on that, right? For Danny to win the, you know, to keep getting shutouts.
1: Yeah. So defenders, make sure you're on point. Let's let's help Danny get the Golden Glove as well. Not just Russell uh, get the Golden Boot. So one more motivation to do well. Yep. Help your goalkeeper out, you know, and and not just that, right? But we know when he gets clean sheets the motivation keeps on going, right? Especially if you get that headed into the playoffs, he's going to be even more motivated and making more stops because he just has that uh, going on. Yeah, and Danny's got two more shots to
0: go until he hits uh, number 30 for uh, career shutouts.
1: Yeah, that's true. And there's also that. We've been talking about it. And if um, something will happen in the game when he achieves that, right? That's some sort of celebration with, Maybe Cameron Iwasa there with $3.10 for beers and all that, so (laughs) we're sharing a lot of ideas for sure. Well, let's go ahead and look at standing-wise, because unfortunately, we lost first place overall. I should say we're still first place in the West, but Pittsburgh is now overall first place, 38 points, three more points than we do, but they do have one more game played uh, than ourselves, so... We need to win the next match so we are able to be first place overall again. But the West is looking even more uh, tougher than it was a few weeks back because this is how bad it is, right? This is how tough it's been that the difference between us and 8th place, which is Phoenix right now, is 10 points. We have 35 points. Phoenix has 25 points there is only those 10 points separating us, right? Keep in mind, that is three games, or you could say four games, right? Three games won, one game tied by any team. This could be a matter of four weeks, right? Maybe three weeks when you have like midweek games as well. So the team has to be on point with everything because from ninth place to 11th place, you have two teams with 25 points, one team Rio Grande with 24 points, They are right there close as well. Like we could really (laughs) like, this is why, again, we're saying you can't lose points at home. We could fall down to 11th place. No joke. I'm not even exaggerating. When you have 11 points separating first place and 11th place, it's a little concerning, right? Because the moment you lose two games, that's six points out the door. And remember, 11 point differential, you could have a five point differential. Between you and the team that was quote unquote out of playoffs just a few weeks back, so just saying, guys. But I know we're first, but let's feel as if we were out of playoffs and we were trying to make the playoffs. Don't get into that situation where you're so like confident or you feel like I have a cushion because that cushion could be gone in a matter of like a month. We could be seeing ourselves like struggling to stay in playoffs.
2: You know, you you bring up valid points there, Mr. Luis Urbano. But I still have faith in our team. I know you're probably you're you're probably the more anxious of of all of us. You know, when it comes to looking at stats and points and the spread and how tight it is, congested it is at top at the top. But I I still have faith. I mean, look what's what's happened. Okay, so El Paso for one day was in first place, and now they've dropped to third. You know, so we'll go over that here in a, a hot second but we're going to be playing New Mexico. They have 25 points, dude. And you're right. It's cluster. It's that, you know, aside from Las Vegas, everybody's nipping at our heels. We're not spread out on the table. So just real quick, we're in first place. San Antonio is in second with 34. El Paso's in third with 32 points. San Diego Loyal's got 30 points. Uh, Colorado Springs has played one more game than everybody. They've got 28 points. And I think they just Got spanked, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Ha ha, ha. And then Oakland Roots uh, is coming up again, 27 points. Same with Monterey Bay. Phoenix Rising, 25 points. New Mexico, 25 points. Orange County, 25 points. Rio Grande Valley, 24 points. And then <laughs> Las Vegas, who we cannot wait to play with a lowly 11 points. Also hitting the tie shop just like us. They've got eight draws, we've got eight draws, we've got to stop drawing and we've got to start winning. There you have yeah. it. That was the spread. Moving on. Yeah. I think that's the podcast, spread. Oh no, we're gonna talk about the homeless world cup.
1: No, yeah, sadly we gotta we gotta move on to the podcast winner dinner just because that's you don't want to the be usual.
2: homeless world cup. Okay, fine. fine.
1: Well we do well we do that too, but I mean I, I need to praise you guys for getting your points <laughs> already. I think I've delayed it too much too. <laughs> So Sharon got two points thanks to the fact that Russell finally scored first (laughs) after me giving faith to Russell scoring first the previous two games and now being like, you know what, Russell, I think you're just not going to score first in this match. He decides to (laughs) to do so, so she gets the point there. And then both Sharon and Jared both said Memphis would get the first yellow card. They sure did. So Sharon gets two points. Jared gets one point. I get no points because we just couldn't score another goal to get the three points and we were so close and i felt like it's going to happen but it didn't happen so this is where the standings are looking like right now sharon has got 15 points in first place jared is now moving up to second place with 13 points and i'm last with 12 points
2: did you say what so, you're you're what you're,
1: you're you're where i'm i'm third place with uh 12 points actually yeah third place <laughs>
2: Third
1: place out of three. I still get a bronze medal though, right? I mean, Olympic (laughs) (laughs) rules, (laughs) man. So, but Sharon is moving away from us, Sharon. We need to be a little worried about that because the moment she starts moving away, it's going to be a whole story of like last season. (laughs) And uh, and
0: we have an open
1: cup. Just the fact fact that I'm in second place is already improving
0: over last year.
2: Big time. (laughs) Big <laughs> time, dude. Um, yeah. Who's going to pick Seba this this uh, this go-around? Who's picking Seba? That's what I want to know. Do we think he's coming back yet? Is he ready?
1: Hopefully he is, because he is definitely a guy who is well in the starting role. But, of course, coming back, he might not maybe get the starting role right away. It depends, right? But it's an away trip, so um, we'll see what happens there. But I'll go first this time, because I think I haven't gone first in a while. So, I think we get the win, two one. I do think it's going to be tough though, because uh, again, you're making the travel out there, and um, apparently there's thunderstorms in the forecast. I mean, think there's like a thirty percent chance, and I think it's going to be around the time when the game starts. But hopefully, there's no delays because we've seen what happened uh, the last time we went through that over in Louisville, and then that uh, like crazy, like what, almost hour delay that we had. But I see first goal scorer Russell. Please don't let me down. <laughs> And if he doesn't see the pitch, I see Keiko, because I think he's long overdue a goal as well. And first yellow card, I think it's going to go to sack. Yes, I'm going to say sack again. So
2: Stop with my picks, dude.
1: Oh, no. And I had it written down. In well, a mine are, note.
2: Mine are I totally written down, <laughs> too. There's a slight difference, though. I don't see us winning. And I hope no. I'm wrong. I hope you're right, Luis. I have us at 1-1. With Russell scoring first. But if he can't play, then Connor Donovan, he's going to score off a set piece. One end only one in, and Connor, but that's okay. I don't want to. And then the first yellow is sat because it seems like whenever we're away, we get the first yellow. Although that wasn't necessarily true when we went and played Pittsburgh because Jared picked up the point there. Huh. Uh,
0: I am going to say one nil Republic. Uh, first goal, I would like to say, you know, I'm, I'm going to go with Seba for, for, for the uh, goal. And if for some reason, if he doesn't uh, see the pitch or get the goal, I'm going to go with Kecko. And I'm going to go with uh, New Mexico drawing the first yellow. I, like
2: I mean, it's in their kit.
0: kit. I mean, it's in their kit,
1: so why not?
2: <laughs> there you go. Yeah,
1: no need to take the cards. <laughs> Just point at the kit well this is interesting oh, yeah interesting. i think jared might actually end up being first place Yeah, uh, he could.
2: yeah totally <laughs> um, could.
1: so we're in for an interesting season two and we are uh about halfway there actually more a little bit i think past halfway now uh mm-hmm. in this point of the season right i think we just passed it but yeah we'll see how that goes all right well we need to talk about a team who did win this past weekend and who hadn't won in a while, but we're really happy to see him win. And as I was looking at the stats, I was like, huh, they were actually halfway through their season and hey, it actually wouldn't be crazy to think that they could have qualified for playoffs. But that is the Central Valley Fuego in USL League One um, managed uh, to get a win at home against lexington soccer club 2-1 they get a red card as well in the game but luckily they were still able to uh get the win get three points that hey at this point gets them out of last place which is always a positive right you never want to be in that last place that um you know hurts your chances of being in playoffs especially the longer you stay there Uh, so now they pass chattanooga they're sitting at 13 points with 16 games played like i said they're at the halfway point in the season. So they're going to be playing another uh, 16 games, I believe. And anything can happen in USL League One, the top six teams qualify to playoffs. Currently, sixth place, Richmond Kickers is at 25 points. They have two more games played, though, than Fuego. So should Fuego win the two games that they have to catch up to Richmond, they would actually be sitting at 19 points, which would mean that they would be six points away from that playoff spot. So that's why I say that they could still make it. There is still a chance, but they're going to have to like use this win as a motivation to continue on to get more wins because should they have a chance to make it to playoffs, the first uh, criteria that they use to uh qualify a team should there be a tie is actually um most games uh, won. And right now they have four games won. Their eighth place. Uh, Teams have like five games won, so going to want to get more wins, should you tie with them, but we're really happy for them, happy for all of them. I know they recently had a coaching change. Um, They dismissed uh, Martin. We talked about it here on the podcast uh, last week, so sometimes when you have a new coach, right, new formation, new strategy, all that could change, and it looks like it's actually uh, changing for them. So congrats to uh, Fuego for getting the win. We're going to keep a close eye on them. And uh, they are going to be playing next Saturday in Charlotte. They're back traveling to the East um, against the Independents. That game's going to be at 4 p.m. But then they come back home for uh, two weekends of games at home, luckily against Knoxville uh, and uh, Chattanooga as well. So interesting stuff in USL League One. Glad they got the win. and. Hopefully they they can make it to playoffs.
2: No, it's and also, go ahead.
1: Oh, sorry. Uh, now,
0: and also, uh, jumping over to league two, uh, Academica actually closed out their regular season with a win. So that's you know a great way to end the season. It would have been even better if they got into the playoffs, but once again, this is just their first year. They've got to you know get used to the new league, the new team. So just for the fact that Academica's uh, League two team finished the season with the win. Great job. All of you looking forward to 2024.
2: Sharon. <laughs> Little problem with the mute button. I'm sure everybody on Zoom has often said that. And you know, you guys great reports on those on those two um teams in our in the valley here. So we've covered four different teams here in the Valley today. And it's it was fabulous to be able to talk about all of that. And I know we have Uh, game to talk about coming up uh, in New Mexico I mean we'll be talking about that after they play but remember Mexico is out New Mexico is altitude it's Albuquerque they're also prone to thunderstorms I don't know Jared what the weather forecast Luis said something about possible thunderstorms and I've been there this time of year when there were thunder and lightning storm delays so uh, they, they just have to mentally wrap their head around the fact that They'll play when they play, and they got to go out strong. Um, And then we hope the best for uh, Central Valley Fuego um, in their matches upcoming. But something else really exciting happened last week, and I gave Golazo gratitude to the gals that hosted or that that put on from Street Soccer Sacramento um, that helped put on the Homeless World Cup. And I attended one match only, um, but I was paying attention to some of the social media that was ongoing all week long from the day that it started till the day that it ended. And what a, what a time for these people to be able to, given, to be given a ticket because they've gotten themselves into a better spot through soccer and join teams. Some of these people from their different countries had never played together before. They had to come together, travel from their country, travel to the United States, and be in our blazing hot weather eventually. You know, it wasn't that way when they first started the um tournament, but, you know, to just come together, they lived in the dorms at Sac State. Uh they played in uh, you know, they met up at lunchtime in the alumni hall and different spots and they were taken care of, and there were people like Heather assumes uh, that were uh team hosts. So she hung out with the Swedish women's national team, or you know, the team, not national team, but the homeless world cup team from Sweden for the women, and got to know the men's players and got to know players from other teams, and what an experience it was for her to do all of that, and for all of the team hosts, you know, the guides that were assigned to every team and for all the volunteers to meet these wonderful people with these incredible stories. If they shared um, their stories range from housing insecurity to uh, full on addiction and recovery to the point where now they can play. And there were certain criteria they all had to meet, but it was, it was delightful. I went, I went during the hottest part of the day because I didn't look at the time change on last Thursday. They actually started the games later at six o'clock to account for the heat. And I went thinking that I had to be there by four. So I got there. Of course, I'm never early. So I got there around 4.30, you know, thinking, okay. And then I saw that the US team wasn't even going to be playing till 20 after six. So I tried to find the coolest spot there. And you literally, it was, Jared, I felt your pain. Because I had to climb all the stairs to get to the part where this, the press box was shading part of the stadium or the stands. So and I in the heat, you asked me to climb stairs like that? No, and they didn't have handrails. So I was like, oh, my God, I feel like such an old lady. But anyhow, I, I got to a cool section and was able to just sit and just I was I was like so amazed. It's 14 minutes. Each game was 14 minutes, two seven-minute halves with a tiny little break in between. That's it. And they play 4v4. One of the fours is a goalie. So in these tiny little fields that look like indoor soccer smaller, they have a goalie on either side and three field players. Have you ever played three-on-three soccer? It's not easy. This is difficult because you're literally, it's like a chess game. You're trying to draw. It's different. It's just it was so different the strategies than the Mexican team, the team from Mexico. I think they ended up winning it all for the, on the men's side, um, and I forget who won it on the women's side. But it didn't matter. It was intense. The fight was real, and some of the some of the games were like so physical. And you know, with the men in particular, but some of the women's teams, man, they they knew what they were doing. You know, even watching some of the Swedish team. But their backstories, not all of them how grew up playing soccer, but they learned, you know, because they got involved in this. So it was very inspiring. I donate to them every single month. And I encourage anybody else, if you are looking for a charity, Street Soccer Sacramento, um, you know, they're always willing to, you know, help get your, well, they need funding. They continuously need funding because in order to do the program that they offer, they need the funding. So um, if you get a chance to go to one of these World Cups, go. They're pretty inspirational, so inspirational. Anyhow, I got to thank Heather Heather Sims for um, sharing with me what it was like to be a guide. So thank you, Heather. Yeah, well,
1: we're glad that you had the chance to go and experience uh, what it's like to watch that. And it's great that they use the power of the sport to you know, do something really amazing for the world, right? We all like to watch the sport, but it's completely different when they're able to help everyone out and and also have fun in the process, right? Mm -hmm. How many times can you go to a World Cup without being (laughs) a professional player, right? Like, it's good that you get that chance. And that's why those games are physical. I mean, they want to win the World Cup. That's their World Cup. They want to win. They want to go back to their country and be like, we won the World Cup. Because when they go back to their country, they are going to, like go back as world champions, right? Yeah. They are going to be recognized in the first like page of the next day's like newspaper, right? So
2: there were yeah. so, Luis. There were so many moments that were so special. People had made up signboards, random just signboards, and placed them down where anybody could come and grab a signboard and mm-hmm. in the stands hold it up, you know. So. There were signboards for all the different countries, and there were signboards that just said, "You know, where si weather." You know, there were ones that just said, "You got this," and anybody could just grab a signboard and and hold. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was just, it was, it was a, it was a sweet deal. And he, the, I, I've said enough. It was just probably a memorable. I won't forget this. I won't forget this opportunity that I had to you know, just go and, and see it. And then Sac Republic supporting it, you know, tooth and nail, they were there, um, gave tickets. And it was just, it was pretty sweet. It was really cool. So, and I know the next segment is after this, I think we're closing it out End of podcast is this end of podcast?
1: Yeah. Uh, well, with that being said, any last final parting words here before we say good night, and we look forward to next Saturday.
2: Other than the usual, hey, go sack, and thank you everybody for listening and tuning in to State of the Republic podcast. We really appreciate you, and uh, I wish we had a tip jar because we could certainly use the support. You know, there are expenses to running a, a podcast between you know paying for a website to paying for Zoom uh you know and different different things like that but yeah we'll we'll get around to hitting you up for a tip or two.
1: We actually do have a tip jar i just haven't activated it but oh people can see it they go on saxsoccerpod.com for this episode because uh there's just a checkbox i need to activate on each episode so but it'll be as of this episode okay it's a link yeah Not quite sure no. how it works, but I know there is one there too. The link, a link will be shown in the description, whether you go on the website or you go on whatever platform you use to listen to us, you'll see a link there. And then we'll be sharing it around social media as well. Uh, it just helps us with uh, being able to get more uh, stuff like stickers. We want to do a sticker reorder because we're running really low on those, but those have really helped us out so much. So it would be a, a big help. And, and it, of course, Other things. I mean, generally, we just want to promote the show more. So yeah, we still have
2: we have some giveaways to do, right, Jared? We we still have some giveaways hidden away there. So (laughs) we'll figure we'll figure a way to get this stuff given or you know contest or whatever get some of the merchandise, the autograph merchandise given away before all of a sudden we don't have any of those players <laughs> on <of> the team. <laughs> in five years we're gonna give away an autograph <laughs> flag from the season of 2023. <laughs> Woohoo.
1: <laughs> Hopefully the champion season, right? And then everyone will remember yeah, oh, that's the true. We that
2: would be a be champion.
1: <laughs> but we should probably like deal with that much sooner, just in case you know we we <laughs> we're confident they're gonna be champions, but just in case it doesn't happen. It should be,
2: yeah, <laughs> delivered if, soon. But yeah, if you leave us the best voicemail in three different three different times and tag us and like us, you're entered into the contest. You might just win <laughs> one of our giveaways. We have a little flag. I don't know what we have, Luis, I totally forgot what we have besides the the giant. I don't know what. I don't know. You have it.
1: <laughs> we we have a sign ball and we have two sign flags. Two different okay. signs for the flags. Okay. So Thank you. <laughs> different things yeah like that too but but uh two of those are going to be going towards donations towards uh, a good cause out there and That's and true. not our podcast but I mean like a organization out there so uh we're definitely going to be doing that we're just trying to work out the we're trying to work it out we're trying to figure out like how to best uh do that right cuz some of the systems we were going to use they charge us quite a bit and uh, it's not fair, right? For us to right. get charged so much when that money should all be going towards uh, a good cause and not, you know, this processing company who wants to overcharge for their fees and all that. So, yeah, we'll figure something out, but we do have one of those flags that will be given away to one of our listeners. But again, we're going to work it out. It'll probably be within the next month is when we'll probably have it. And in fact, I feel like if anyone is going to the Hughes Stadium game next month, that might be where you might be able to pick up your prize if you are the winner. So, you can just be on the lookout. We're going to be putting something up, and it'll be a contest of sorts or something. So, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. One of you is going to deliberate at, at that match, and I'll be giving it to you, Sharon, uh, when I go watch the game against Phoenix later on. <laughs> so okay. you have it. All right, Jared? And if there's and if there's anything that can be given away, please, Mother Nature,
0: it's it's monsoon season here in Arizona. We haven't had any rain since before my birthday, so if we, if we can get some rain here, I mean, that would be most appreciative. Supposedly, there was some rain earlier today out in Queen Creek and maybe Southern Phoenix. Bring some out west here. We need it. We're tired of this 118 degrees BS. I know where I live, but... It still sucks. Give us some coolness, some relief, something. <laughs> <I> pray, Republic. <laughs>
2: Angle Republic. I pray for your monsoon season. And uh, that little rainfall that I was able to listen to at 5 a.m. because I was awake at 3 and finally after the rain hit, it was like, oh, I guess I can go back to sleep. I heard the rain hit my uh, patio cover and then and that you- was it. It's two little sprinkles and over.
0: See, Louie, she's got two things to brag about. One, she's bragging about points. And two, she's bragging about how she got rain. <laughs> God. <laughs>
2: but, yeah. Dude, I literally, the minute I got of up, up later, I checked everything. And it was like everything was bone freaking dry. It, that's how dry it is. <laughs> like, I don't even know that it rained. I, I heard it, but yeah.
1: I didn't even get the rain. Yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's your lucky day. It probably just rained right there in Elk Grove. <laughs>
2: It did. Thank I oh, think your neighbor on my house. That was it. Cuz I even had my mom say we didn't get any rain and they were <laughs> supposed to get rain more closer to her. It's like I could No, I I got it all. It was just me. My 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 roof.
1: <laughs> it, it's your lucky month, I mean. yeah First place yeah. all that. It, that was a good sign. <laughs>
2: yeah. All right, guys. I know we got to wrap up this podcast. So to everybody listening, thanks again and we will see you next time.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much, everyone, as usual, for your support, for listening to our episodes. We greatly appreciate that. Again, if you want to listen outside of an app, our website, SACSsoccerPod.com is there for you. Also, you're welcome to leave us a voicemail, just like we've played some voicemails here in the past, with any thoughts you have on the team. If you have some stats you want to share with us that we didn't share. Feel free to do so as well. Anything else that you want to say or if you just want to tell us something or ask us like, hey, can you interview so-and-so? Can you guys maybe put that more as a priority? Let us know. We, of course, won't replay that. But uh, anything else, we'll definitely replay it here on the episode and share your thoughts, your opinion here with the community of uh, Sacramento soccer fans as well. So,
2: And sorry it was too hot for me to do a post-match interview with somebody We that segment (laughs) we're talking about continuing on. Yeah, sorry about that. We'll have to catch you the next time.
1: Oh yeah. I mean it was hot. So (laughs) I think everyone was just wanting to go home after that, but (laughs) awesome. Well, everyone, we hope you have a good morning or good evening, good night, whenever you might be listening to us. And you'll hear us next week here on State of the Republic podcast. Hear the music. Well, As I mentioned, let's go ahead and go over to you, Jared. We want to hear more about your two-day adventure watching the storm.
2: Blosses of gratitude.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Rewind that back.
2: (laughs) Rewind. Give us some time to think about what we're doing. I know. (laughs) I'm sorry, my cat. She's not saying a word. But she's down there playing with a toy that's making a lot of noise in the background, and it probably sounds like I'm building something in the background. But it is my cat playing with a toy. It is not me. I am. My hands are right here. There's nothing being built. It's. It's. Okay. She's. Nope. There it is. Okay. So sorry about that little <laughs> brief. Cut that out of the segment.